little bit about giving and uh, what scripture has to say about giving, about uh, money, um, what I believe like the Lord is inviting us into uh, in that area specifically in this season. Um, wanted to share on this uh, just because, well, I guess a couple reasons, but um, I'm aware of a couple. Is that the, is that the recording? Yeah. Great. <laughs> I see you're upset. I knew how it would work. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm aware of a couple uh, specific um, needs uh, for our local church in this season. Um, I also recognize uh, myself, just felt a little bit um, unclear, maybe somewhat um, underdeveloped in my understanding of what the scriptures actually said about giving. Um, so, I uh, just uh, got a word. Um, and just kind of went through the Bible, and read the whole thing. I just kind of searched for keywords like money, giving, finances, um, specifically the New Testament, and just kind of went through everything I could find um, in the scriptures about that, and um, wanted to kind of form a kind of a solid, cohesive framework for how to think about this. Um, and there's a couple of scriptures um, that stood out to me uh, as um, helpful, and uh, kind of helping define what I thought about um, giving and what I. I think the scriptures have to say about it. Um, so basically, I just want to share those with you guys, uh, my thoughts on them. Um, yeah, so the first one I probably thought about the most is um, Matthew 6, 24, which I'll read. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Um, so that word... Money in the original text is mammon. Um, a lot of the older translations actually translate it as mammon. Um, and it's kind of an interesting word in that, uh, as most of you know, the Gospels were all written in Greek, um, but Jesus and the disciples, when they're speaking to each other, living life, they're all speaking Aramaic. Uh, they just wrote the Gospels in Greek just to so it's more understandable for the readership. Um, and interestingly, like in this passage, as far as I know, every word is in Greek except for uh, mammon, which is an Aramaic word. Um, and that's, uh, that's definitely interesting. Um, I think the reason why, and what the uh, early church fathers and teachers thought why like, they didn't translate that as um, into a Greek word, because obviously there's plenty of Greek words for money and uh, finances and things. Um, but because Jesus had in mind not a concept, um, but actually a demonic power. Um, and I think for Jesus, money was not a neutral tool that, um, it's just a neutral tool, but it's, it's something that can master a person every, every bit as completely as, as God can, uh, as the true God can. Um, uh, Andy Crouch, which is an author that I like a lot, he says money is not, is the, uh, is the, man is not simply money, but it's the anti-God impetus that finds power in money. So, this passage here, um, um, uh, uh, is right in the middle of Sermon on the Mount, and um, most of us are familiar with the passage that follows that immediately, which is Jesus' teaching on not worrying. Um, actually, the very next word Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount is, Therefore I tell you, Therefore I tell you, uh, do not worry. And he goes on to talking about, um, you know, the birds of the air, don't worry, uh, the birds of the air don't sow or reap, uh, the Lord provides for them. Lilies in the field, they don't soil or spin, the Lord provides for them. For them. Um, therefore, don't worry. And a lot of, I think, um, what we consider God, like 
who we serve, who we worship, who we consider God, I think a lot of that comes down to like who we ultimately trust, like when the chips are down. Um, and I think what Jesus is teaching here, like in this verse, is like if you have your trust in money, like you cannot serve God. Um, and it's like very black and white. Um, and it's like if we're looking, like we're all created, I think, to find protection, to look for protection, to look for provision, to look for peace, for well-being outside of ourselves. And I've in a rightly ordered soul, like we're going to be looking to the Lord to fulfill those needs in our soul. Um, but like the temptation is, um, both then and maybe especially now, like the temptation is to look for mammon to provide those things for us and to, um, yeah, look to money to be our security um, instead of God. And um, I think that's what's uh, so dangerous about mammon. And I think... Um, we live in a culture that serves mammon. You know, I think it's uh, I think it's ironic on all of our dollar bills that says in God we trust. Uh, I think uh, really, really mammon is in a lot of ways the god of our age, the god of our culture, and um, I think it can be it can even be difficult to recognize just like what extent um, our culture serves mammon um, and to recognize how it affects us. Um, yeah, because it's so it's so ubiquitous. It's, we're so surrounded in it. It's the air we breathe. It's the water all around us. Um, it can be hard to recognize how it influences um, how we think about money. Um, but it's definitely something that's worth thinking about and uh, being involved. Yeah. This next passage is um, from Mark. Um, it's about how giving should be sacrificial. So this is Jesus. He's just sat down opposite the treasury and watched people put in the money in the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Um, I really like this story, uh, and there's a couple points I wanted to make out of it. Um, and the first one is God just sees giving differently. Um, you know, He's not impressed with big checks; He's impressed with big hearts. Um, and I think that's what He's really after: uh, the hearts. You know, um, like this temptation to be sucked into this. Um, looking to money for our security and our provision is it's really easy to call into. And as far as I know, like the very best way to guard our souls against that is like engage in sacrificial giving. Like that's just like a dagger in the heart of the spirit of man. And, um, and I really think giving is just like the means, just like the tools that, that um, God has given us to guard our hearts um, in that way. Um, so, yeah, it's a uh, it's really about the heart uh, and, and giving um, as an act of worship, as an act of sacrifice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like God does not need our money. Um, I always think of uh, like when tax time came and Jesus, Peter's came to Jesus for like the taxes and Jesus is like, just go catch a fish and the first catch you fish, like, the money will be there. Like, it's, not, it's not hard for God to uh, give money. Um, I think what it's really after is the transformation of our hearts and um, 
I think giving is just like a uh, essential, foundational, um, necessary part of transforming our hearts and having staying in the right relationship with money. And, uh, yeah, that's why Jesus was so impressed with the widow. And I guess the other thing I mentioned is um, I think there's a real trap, um, the real common lie that I know I've certainly heard uh, in my own spirit, where it's like wait until you have plenty to give generously, and it's like. So like the, the lie is like, oh, you don't have very much now. Like, you better not give too much because you're gonna run out. Um, wait until you make it, and then like you're gonna be so generous and give all this money. Um, yeah, and I think I think that really misses the point here of the transformation of um, sacrificial giving and how that how that shapes our souls. Uh, Alright, scripture says giving should be regular. This is from 1 Corinthians. Paul says, Now concerning the collections for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper, so that there will be no collecting when I come. Um, so this is pretty basic. Uh, but I guess I just wanted to include this on as like just a scriptural basis for regular discipline giving. Um, I think the cultural moment we're in is like a lot of emphasis on um, feelings. I think there's definitely something godly and good about like seeing a need, being moved in compassion and responding to it. Um, but there's also something equally godly just like being like disciplined and regular and giving. Like, I don't think I don't think you need to be convicted like by the Holy Spirit every time you give. Um, I don't think there's anything religious about like having like a regular discipline of giving money. Scripture says, give to the poor. Your brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food. And one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm and filled without giving them the things needed for the body. What good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Um, yeah, so this is just talking about um, how... Paul and scriptures expects us to take care of each other's needs, um, both in the church and the people around us, um, just provided for the poor. There's really a lot of scriptures I could uh, include at that point, but um, giving the poor is something very close uh, to the Father's heart. Scripture says, give to those who teach. Um, so again, there's a bunch of verses on this like, very specific point. Um, this included two. If we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? The Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. And in Galatians, let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. So, um, yeah, again, as I was just kind of going through the scriptures, wanting to... Um, not um, get super duper deep, but just like see what scripture obviously said on scripture, on uh, giving, I should say, um, and what was clear uh, without kind of getting into the weeds of like different nuances, just like what was basically apparent to me as I go through the scriptures on giving that giving should be sacrificial, it should be regular, it should be given to the poor, it should be given to those who teach and lead. Now, there's some specific current needs for our church. Um, 
they wanted to bring up. I see there's um, pretty new faces here. Uh, it's kind of a cliche, Trisha is always talking about giving. I, I don't think, uh, <laughs> the last time I remember talking about giving, I was in Summer in the Grove at Doug Kajiyama's old house. I think that was 2014. Um, so it's definitely not something we've talked about a lot. Um, I probably have a lot of room to grow in. Um, but uh, yeah, so the, the number one thing on my heart anyways is um, uh, salary for grad. So AOX has been around what, 12 years, um, something like 12 years. Um, and a lot of you probably know this, uh, some of you probably don't, like Brad doesn't get a salary from us. Um, he's just really out of, uh, just out of obedience, been here uh, and been following our community and spending his life um, pastoring this community. Um, I just have, uh, yeah, such a place, place of uh, respect in my heart for Brad. Um, you know, before he came here, he had like, tremendous opportunities in ministry that he could have said yes to, but like, he felt like the Lord called him to be here. Um, and so that's what he did. And uh, while he's been here, there's been lucrative opportunities to go elsewhere. Um, I mean, it would not be hard for him to pastor a church with hundreds of people at a nice, big, reliable salary. Um, but he's consistently said no to those opportunities, um, so he said yes to what he felt like what he's calling to do, um, which is be here, um, and really follow father us here, um, which I'm really thankful for, and uh, yeah, really honor that in you. Um, and recently, uh, yeah, recently he was working for a prayer missions organization, CPAC, um, and specifically uh, left that um, more stable, pretty well-paying job because it felt like it was taking him away from where he needed to be, which was um, spending time investing in this community, in the people sitting in this room. Um, so he left that job so he could be more available to us, um, and now he doesn't have any sour from CPAC. Um, so it's uh, you know it's not like he asked me to to say this or anything. I just like feel like man, um, I really feel like it's uh, it's our place to step up and uh, support as best we could. I mean, like Brad could easily raise money um, outside of this community, but um, I just don't think that's like a picture of maturity. Um, like for how other people pay for Brad's needs, um, I think it's a yeah, it's a good opportunity for us to um, sow into Brad's life and honor and um, really just like follow through what the scriptures say. Like, scripture says, like, we should uh, take care of the physical needs of those who take care of our spiritual needs. And, um, you know, Brad's not taking a job so he can be, be here and, um, and follow us spiritually and, and meet us. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's appropriate and right and good for as much as we're able to to um, contribute to his physical needs. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other things that are um, maybe not quite so urgent, but pretty significant, is um, really need a new uh, heating and air conditioning system for the building and a new roof uh, sometime soon. So if anybody noticed the uh, waterfall in the back corner, it's not a, well right here, those aren't um, water features. <laughs> but, uh, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't something we added over the last week is because our air conditioning system is uh, really old. When I was taking care of the, kind of overseeing the hub building like five years ago, the guy 
when he was fixing that, there were like 100 thighs like, yeah, you got to replace this thing soon. That was like years ago. Um, so, yeah, we just haven't really had a plan for, for fixing these things. Um, you know, we have like enough money coming in to take care of the needs and different things we're committed to, um, but like there's not, uh, there's not like some fund where we're saving money for these things currently. Um, I really think there's a place of stewardship, like uh, some of you know the story of getting this building, but um, it's really, really a gift, this building. You know, the church that was here before us um, sold it to us for $50,000, which was, uh, you know, way, way less than it was worth, and it was also like way, way more than we had, because we were all poor, um, poor college kids, and, uh, you know, a lot of people were generous, sewed into it. We got this building um, kind of miraculously, and... Um, it would be good to steward it, take care of it, and uh, yeah, just be kind of a little bit more mature when it comes to the financial side of things, and not just like waiting for something to break. It's not like we can just take up an offer for twenty thousand dollars for the air conditioning. Like we to start setting money aside and uh, just be a little more mature in that area and growing up. You know, um, it was one thing when we were all college kids, uh, but yeah, I think it's time for us to grow up in this area. And, um, so went to go into that and uh, be prepared and mature in that area. Um, so uh, in terms of what we're doing with our finances, what um, the leadership team are talking about uh, the last time we met was taking the money that came in and um, setting a set amount aside for Brad's salary, a set of side amount for um, overhead for the hub, and that's just like utilities, insurance, etc. Um, and the remaining funds we wanted to break up into these five buckets. Um, and those are mostly how we have been spending the money. The new one is the hub improvements. But um, yeah, just kind of giving you guys a glimpse into where where the money is going when you tithe. It's like sometimes it can be hard to know like, where is this actually going. Um, our plan um, with the money moving forward is um, giving some money to Brad for salary, um, overhead for the hub. And then the local need fund, that's just like taking care of needs um, in our community mostly. Um, sending fund, showing it to people we're sending, people we've sent hub improvements on our fund is like for where people come and speak, um, things like that. And the development fund is just uh, developing the people in our community. Um, I think like stuff like what the listening phones did in Red Bear Creek um, that kind of falls in that category. So this is kind of the uh, how we felt uh, was the best way to steward the money that was coming in um, to see the directive in these areas. Um, that's all I have to say. Uh, I guess if anyone does have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Questions? Questions? Cool. Um, well, I'm going to hand it over to Brad. He's going to talk about what you have. I am going to talk about the new app. Thank you, Ben. Guys, let's thank everybody for sharing. I want to say a couple of things. Um, 